No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. You could wait until that next show to go get yourself a new shirt or you could go to shop tour bus and you can pick yourself up one of the digital lots most amazing grateful dead inspired t-shirts you want to get a shirt that has a word picture yeah. no it's, no it's, it's not a, a, riddle. Word, a picture riddle yeah of a, a grateful dead riddle. lyric or song on song, the front of it yeah then you should go to shoptourbus.com and check out what's going on over there you are not going to find steal your face you are not going to find 13 point bolts. You this are, is a shirt for a shirt collector, a t-shirt collector. Or yes. or it's it's the thinking man's Grateful Dead merchandise. One yeah. would one could say that. Or thinking woman's. That, okay, that too. Or person. Yeah. Yeah. So go to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram. Pick yourself up a new shirt, a new hoodie since it's fall now cuz we had the That's Equinox. Right. And put in the promo code No Simple Road when no you check Simple out. Road. You are going to get free shipping, and it's going to come to you in a hand-designed box with a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside. It's going to have all kinds of extras, and one or two or maybe twenty of you out there are going to get a miracle in your box. Special bootleg, form of a bootleg, yeah, a cassette tape bootleg that has been traded for generations by the Grateful Dead family. Ooh. Yeah, so go to shoptourbus.com, check out what they got because you need to hook yourself up before that next show so you walk in there looking good. Darwin just told me that dogs like shirts sometimes too. That's true. That's true. So you could get your dog a shirt over there, shoptourbus.com. If you're a listener of No Simple Road and you live in the Portland area, and there's a lot of ads, and you've never gone to define premium cannabis, you need to. You're blowing it. Shame on you. If you live in the Portland area, and you're a listener of No Simple Road, and you've gone to define premium cannabis. Right We on. love you. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> you know what? You, If you've done that, then you know that Define has the best cannabis products in the Portland area because, well, our very own Apple here works there and does all the purchasing. He scours the farms all over the state for the most premium cannabis out there. And not just cannabis flower, but all the things tinctures candy bars bath salts cartridges lotions rubs all, all of it yeah. dabs yeah you Look, name it you're gonna get stoned 
if you go to Define Premium <laughs> Cannabis. They got two locations to serve you. Stone. Yeah, one in Hillsboro, one in Forest Grove. If you go Monday through Friday to the Hillsboro location, you ask for Apple, he will come out of the back dressed like an old man in a little like sweater vest with uh, like Argyle socks. And he will very slowly and meticulously find the cannabis product that After is... After I slide in on a rainbow. Yeah, that is perfect for you. And if you tell them that you're part of the No Simple Road family, that you listen to the show, yeah. you are going to get 10% off your purchase every time you go in. And your first time in, you're going to get a free t-shirt. So not only is No Simple Road hooking you up and getting you stoned, but we are also clothing you and taking care of your head. So define premium cannabis, Hillsboro Forest Grove. Tell them you listen to the show. Have you ever listened to Rainbow Full of Sound? Out of a music note that you got at Electric Fish Lights? Maybe. <laughs> it's a total possibility. <laughs> what yeah. there? If you go, well, boom. We, we, we all looked at each other and we're thinking about yeah, it. Like, we yeah, thinking. you totally could if you go over there it's to a Electric Fish Lights. And you go to electricfishlights.com. Or at Electric Fish Lights on Instagram. Yeah. And you check out what they're doing. They are building these they're called iq lights iq stands for interlocking quadrilateral and that is these 30 interlocking pieces that can be put together into 15 different shapes and when you put those shapes together they can basically build anything you can think of so like a music note a rainbow i'll bet they could even do a steely light i haven't seen them do that yet but if you ask them to i bet they could they'll try as hard as they possibly can and the good part about this whole lighting rig is that it's made from recyclable milk jug plastic yep and all the lights come with a 12 year energy efficient safe to leave on bulb a 12 foot cord and a hardware kit to hang the light and check this out they are giving the no simple road family 10% 10% off when you put in the promo code NSR, you're going to get 10% off. And also, they have color-changing bulbs. They also have Bluetooth speaker bulbs. So this isn't just a light that's just going to sit there and look pretty by itself. It's an interactive gift to give yourself or somebody that you really, really love. Yes. The holidays are upon us. I am saying it. It they is are. the end of September. The holidays are here. It's almost Halloween and all that. And time to start thinking about christmas gifts what better thing to give somebody than light right yeah, yeah. okay light up someone's life electric, love and light electricfishlights.com hey everyone chris pandolfi from the infamous string dusters here to let you know that my podcast inside the musician's brain is back on the airwaves for season four which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success failure inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love my guests this season include rachel price from lake street dives sam bush chris wood chris funk from the decemberists Lindsay Liu, mc taylor from his golden messenger and more check us out and thanks for listening We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Melk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, 
the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. shit and we don't actually use the products that we talk about <laughs> we're, all, we're all fucking chomping on sunset lake cbd gummy bears right now mm-hmm. sometimes when we do the commercial and actually this is a lot of time <laughs> it's a lot I'm, of time i'm staring straight at the gummies which is my favorite sunset lake product and i'm like go do it right now and i'm like yeah. i can't we're in the middle of a commercial and like why don't you do it before we started and then <laughs> I, forgot. I like had this whole mental thing and then right after our commercial i was like i i need some hey now no simple road family you're through the commercials hey. by yeah, the way we're, through the we're in the but, intro now but the commercial worked on me it made me <laughs> yeah. want and it worked on us yeah and i love like aaron said it puts aaron back in the game aaron can partake he can of consume yeah the cbd you know what else i can partake of what rainbow full of sound what yeah. rainbow full of sound welcome to no simple road and thank you so much what a cool thing rainbow full of sound is doing they are recreating the europe 72 tour all down the east coast they are getting ready to start day on the tomorrow 28th, it'll be tomorrow 28th. yeah and uh Waynard, if, thank you so much yeah, for Wayne, that, that beautiful time you spent with us and telling us all about it yeah the what you did is no small undertaking and uh it's a that's ambitious to, to say the least and um this is rather ambitious dude you guys will hear that in oh this yeah conversation so i mean they're gonna hear it in in the interview but like Knowing what you wanted to be and do at five years old. Yeah. At five years old, I was playing with Star Wars figures, and I think I might have still been shitting in my pants. I remember nothing about five years old. I I can I, I know I was playing, and I know I had just gotten out of diapers because it was one of those things like, you can't go to school wearing diapers. You'll yeah. be that shitty kid. So Wayne Wayne was like, nope, I'm going yeah. to be a deadhead, and uh, I'm going to play Grateful Dead music for the rest of my life. That's pretty well, dope. Well, he didn't know that part no, of No, he wanted but... to be a musician. I'm just joking. But yeah, this is a, this conversation speaks to the um, magic and mystery and synchronicity of the Grateful Dead and the tradition that they started and that Waynard is carrying on with Rainbow Full of Sound. And if you are a fan of Europe 72... The great and the Grateful Dead, which if you're a fan of the Grateful Dead, you most likely are a fan of Europe 72 and you have the 
means to go check this out, you should definitely go check it out. Uh, at the end of the conversation, he gives all the info on where you can get tickets and find out about the tour. Also, I'm going to put all that info in the show notes for you. There'll be a link for you to get tickets and go find out where all the shows are. It's everywhere from Vermont all the way down to Key West, Florida. And if you can't wait, rainbowfullofsound.com is all you need to do and go on there. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, cool. I did not know that. I Um, did. I wrote it down. So, yeah, but we are here midweek. We just dropped an episode for you on Friday. And uh, because Waynard was uh, our guest this evening and the tour is starting tomorrow we thought we would drop the episode so that we can get the word out to all of you now yeah so we're sliding into your week all of our east coast listeners uh check him out he is gonna i think they're ending in florida um miami botanical gardens is one of their venues and the botanical garden director or Mm -hmm. a person who runs it is a deadhead and it says it's awesome there so just imagine you partying it up, dancing to your favorite album with Waynard and the guys from Rainbow Full of Sound. All those happy plants. I know for a fact that there is Floridian NSR family. Right on. I know that my old boss is a Floridian, oh, Matt, and he Matt is a the part of the family. Yeah. Is he a deadhead? Um, Matt is not a deadhead, but he is a music fan. Okay. A big music fan. And... um. Yeah, there's a few other of you out there. So, hey, check this out. Jess is in Florida. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jess and Doug. So if you happen to go see Rainbow Full of Sound and you are part of this family and you found out about it from the show, do us a solid. Call 971-808-1524. You could even do it from the show. Do it. And give us a little trip report on what you thought of Rainbow Full of Sound when you go out there. That would be super cool. That would be very cool. Yeah. But like I said, we are um, sliding simply into your week. It is, uh, what day is it? It's Tuesday. Tuesday No, Monday. It's It's Monday. Monday Monday the 26th. And And this tour starts on Tuesday the 28th. Oh, 27th. I'm sorry. Monday the 27th. And uh, we just dropped an episode, like I said, on Friday. So... Not much has transpired in our weeks between Friday and Saturday. Actually, yeah. Saturday was a oh. nice restful day for us. Um, I went to take my sister's dog for a walk. Thanks for doing that with me. We did go see Andy Frasco. We did. We had Andy Frasco at the house. And then we went to go see Andy Frasco. And our conversation with him was stellar pretty it was like it, if we would have went any longer it would have been life-altering uh, yeah uh andy uh, he's our brother yeah. like period he's straight up family and when we were sitting here talking to him he was sitting in apple seat and he wanted to get deep immediately when we were in the kitchen he started. He was he like, was, he didn't want to talk in the kitchen. He kept on saying, "Wait, save, save it, save it for the, save yeah, for the save show." For the show. <laughs> so yeah, that's getting ready to happen in an upcoming episode in a few weeks. The thrice return of Andy Frasco. The three Pete. I think he may be 
our most repeated guest on the show. Now that I'm thinking about it, this will be his third. Yeah, I don't yeah. think of anybody the only else. Other, been... Only other person I could think of that's been on that much is Jake. Oh, yeah, Jake, but he hasn't as had as many guest. episodes. No, yeah. And not as a guest, only once as a guest, really. Yeah. With Jake. Yeah, Jake is family. Won this one, and I'll get into this on the next intro. Uh, I unfortunately, uh, Thursday and Friday, learned uh, what panic ta- attacks are about and like. So I wasn't doing well, and I'm still processing it. I'm going to talk about it like I do everything. I ended up missing the Andy Frasco show and missing him. I had a long day at work and, and got into a panic attack and didn't know it. Now I know what that's like. Anybody out there? Yep. Welcome to the party. Has a, yeah, the Aaron or the, yeah, a lot of people have them. I never knew what it was, man. Yeah, it's it, those aren't fun, dude. Uh-uh. And, and no, they're not. The first couple are extra fucked because if you don't know what's going on, you're it, still figuring you, it out. You think first of all, the first time I had it happen, I was for sure I was having a heart attack. Yeah, positive. If I would have been by myself, like I said, I would have called and I, I would have called nine one one and like been standing on the laying on the front porch waiting for them to come pick me up. And then been at the hospital. Luckily, I was around people that I understand. Oh and, damn! I bought a five thousand dollar Xanax at the hospital <laughs> by going because of that. Yeah, dude. F- the first time it happened to me, I was driving. I was in my work truck in Vegas for the cable company I used to work for. There, I was driving on the freeway. I was in bumper to bumper traffic. I started having a panic attack and I was for sure I was dying. And I pulled over on the side of the road and I'll never forget this old, like, there's a certain kind of a person in Vegas that's lived in Vegas their whole life. (laughs) They look like a raisin and they're they're like leather skinned Mm -hmm. and they usually have white hair because the sun has completely bleached out any color that's in there. And their fingers are like little mini tree trunks. Like this old construction worker cat pulled up behind me and got out and like knocked on my window of my work truck and was like, hey, man, are you okay?" And I was like, I don't think so. I think I'm having a heart attack. And he was like, does your arm hurt? And I was like, no. He was like, does your jaw hurt? And I was like, no. He's like, you're not having a heart attack. You're having a panic attack. And I was like, oh, shit. He's like, you need to just sit here and breathe. And he stayed with me for a few minutes. And then when I got calmed down, he got in his truck and pulled off and left. This is the first time I've ever heard that story. We've been married for 20-some years. I never told you about that? Never in my life. I don't remember raisin fingers. I don't remember. I remember the whole thing. Hair. Yeah, the whole thing. Old, crusty Vegas, Vegas dude. dude. And uh, Vegas dude. For Sounds sh- like an well, angel see, my, to me. And my arm was hurting and going numb and my neck was numb and my jaw was. Damn. I, I was like, uh, like checklist stroke or heart attack. Dude, they're, they're no joke. And um, yeah. So like I said, the first couple suck. And I mean, the, the, the next the thousand well, aren't, aren't fantastic. Yeah. No, I'm not having any more. I already decided. Oh, really? So, you decided? Yep. yep. Cool. That's what you I just wanted do. to have these I am couple. putting it out. But that's what you got to do. You start by putting it out there. All right. That's, right. that's true. Well, man. I haven't had one since. Like Mel, I said, I haven't yeah, had that anything was last year. Notable. You had it while we were talking to Dave Schools from Widespread mm-hmm. Panic. I sure did. Check that out. That was nuts because now there's so much distance. I can't remember 
exactly what my like if I don't remember if I was like having numbness or whatever in my arms or whatever but I do remember just feeling trapped inside of myself and you know like like the balloon going further away but I'm still there and trying to communicate but not being able to and it was just a very uneasy feeling sort of panicky right Mm -hmm, yeah your heart starts to be the center of the universe, uh, <laughs> like the beat of it. And yeah, just for, for all of you out there that suffer through those, you have three of our um, sympathy and empathy. empathy because the three of us also get them and well, uh, have gotten them. Yeah. And man, no fun. So, Apple, I, I jokingly say, welcome to the party. Yeah. Well, uh, I know. It's no fun, man. So. Sorry, yeah, and it, I'm sorry it sucked that because seeing you, I, I mean, I feel like you had one that night too, not just at yeah, work. Yeah, the night before. I did, we, Thursday. We were mm-hmm. actually recording our intro last week and had to kind of re-record Apple's portion because he was, I mean, it wasn't. In the it, midst it, of describing being at Red Rocks, I like seized yeah. up and mm-hmm. went and in a hole and started you got sweating. Red and, and Yeah, you got super blotchy on your face and red and just you could see like. And it was weird too because. I don't, maybe the second or third time it ever happened to me was when I used to, I used to work at the Apple store as a genius and I was back in the genius room and I had a a MacBook open and I was working on a MacBook and everything inside the computer is really small. And there was somebody standing behind me watching and I had a panic attack. It was like maybe the second or third time. And when I would talk, my voice was shaking and when Apple was doing his intro, that was going yeah. on. And I was like, oh, shit, he's having a panic attack right now. But I didn't want to be like, yo, you're having a panic attack. You know, make it yeah, worse. That, yeah, that would probably freak me out a little bit more. I well, wouldn't have yeah. been able to finish. Yeah. So I saw it happening and I was like, oh, shit. I, I thought, honestly, I thought you were getting emotional about mm, that too. the. Um, I, I the, was because I got, I said it. I was like, I'm cho- well, nobody's going to hear any of that because we cut the whole yeah. thing. Because if. <laughs> but I did. I yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't, I couldn't form a sentence. I couldn't yeah. think. And anymore. everything you were saying was like very simple. You were like, it was fun. It was awesome. It was great. And I was like, in my mind, I started getting annoyed. I was like, he can do better than that. And I looked yeah. over at you and then yeah. <laughs> he was like, what, what the hell? So oh, that, shit. That'll explain if you listen to last week's Aaron and Mel went on a very nice description and eloquent thing of what our experience. And then I came back and I wrapped it up with just a, couple minutes <laughs> yeah so yeah this is sorry, real life brother. on on this uh what is it no are they road. airwaves radio waves sound waves <sighs> this is frequency? definitely not airwaves on this show what where what waves uh, are we uh, on uh, it, it's cyberspace in cyberspace yeah that too so wherever we're coming from it's it's Space. real like, we're, we're, we're arriving in your ear yeah sometimes shit happens sometimes we're annoyed with each other sometimes we're sick sometimes we got covid sometimes we you know uh-huh. <laughs> like Just we we kinds of things we are here every single week and so that's a lot of time to get to be in people's life and shit happens man you know there's something that came up a couple of times over the weekend at Red Rocks that we didn't talk about um, 
that's been coming up a lot lately. A couple of people have asked me about this. Tiffany asked me about it. I think it was Tiffany the other night. And um, Allie Mm -hmm. asked me about it. And one other person asked me, like, is it weird for you when you meet people now at shows and they know you? Like, not just know who you are from No Simple Road. That's odd all by itself. But, like, they know you because of you guys spending so much time behind the mic and sharing so much of your life, they know who you are. Yeah. It's, it, yes, yes, it, it can, I I will say this, it can be weird. I don't feel like before I, I always thought it was weird, you know, but I think now with more maturity, more years behind the show, more shows, um, it's not always weird, but it still can be. It depends on the person. It depends on the situation. You know, sometimes if we're taking something, you know, you can't help how you feel. Mm-hmm. So it can be weird in that way. Um, sometimes if they approach you in a certain way, but generally I've, I've kind of gotten away from that feeling of like, oh, it's weird. It's like, if you're going to listen that much, then kudos to you. <laughs> what about you, Apple? How do you feel about that? If I thought it was weird, I wouldn't share as much anymore. No, I, but I, I, I feel no. I don't feel it's weird. I've gotten used to it. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. It's fun to meet I like new people. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, and no. If yeah. I thought it was, I mean, honestly, if I thought it was weird, I wouldn't be as open. I wouldn't even just mention about a panic attack. I wouldn't have talked about my hemorrhoids. I wouldn't, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. We're humans, and when you do that, every time you find out that there's a whole bunch of people in that boat with you, absolutely, with the same and the good on. shit too, not just the bad yeah, shit. Yeah, no, the good and the bad. Yeah, you take the good, you take the bad. Oh, and then, and then you have the facts, facts life. The fact, but you know what, old. Apple? What you? It is good that you share so much because. I've literally seen and heard people say thank you so much for doing that because I deal with that or my whoever deals with that. And it just, again, just being able to say it out loud is therapy. Well, and in circumstance now, how it is going back to shows after not having them for so long, it's so welcome. I want everybody to come up and hug me and say hi and get to know everybody because that's where we were going before this all happened. I kind of, I dig it. I dig it too. I I do. I like it. I think that it's a testimony to, to the show and what no simple road is. Well, no simple road is us. That That's what I mean. But like what our <laughs> brand of podcast is like yeah. what our thing is, it, it's just us. Yeah. And so if somebody meets the, one of the three of us at a show and feels that they know who we are, then we fucking did our job. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and, dope. And you know, what was a really sweet thing was, um, and I'm sorry, I forgot your name. I'm, I'm half and half with names. I'm, re- I'm usually good, but sometimes Apple's I forget. Apple's the name guy. Um, usually. But she came up to me. We saw her um, at Edgefield in Rhapsody of Red. Rhapsody uh, in Red. Rhapsody in Red. And we loved each other's dresses. That's how she, she came up to me at the Frasco show and said, we loved each other's dresses. Do you remember? She said to me, I don't care about you. I just want to talk to her. um, But she was like, I did not know that you were a grandmother. Oh my, I'm a grandmother too. We kill it. We rock. (laughs) We're beautiful. (laughs) And I was just cracking up like out of everything. That was the big thing that she, we had in common that she was so happy to share with me. So thank you for coming up to me and 
saying that and you do rock and you are beautiful and it's great to have people out there that care enough to listen to the show. Mm -hmm. It's always a a great thing that you care enough to listen to the show. Yeah, Yeah, man. Yeah, that means a lot. In fact, I want to bring up one more listener that we, I just wanted to say, because I, tell me, uh, no, no, Kelly, Tails and Trotters. I just want to say hi, Kelly. Kelly, we have not forgotten about you. I can't wait to come visit the shop because this week, actually printed off the sausage menu at work and we're all looking at it but i can't wait to come see you and for all of us to get to know you better and come get some sausages and stuff and we gotta have them over <laughs> you guys are dinner. killing it yeah and we gotta go see her dance party room yes yeah go boogie over there um we got a lot of fun stuff coming mel yeah we got a lot buckle of... up baby the party is continuing um tuesday I... night we got my morning jacket at Edgefield with yeah. with the the whole crew of people out there, um, and then uh, the following week, I don't think we have anything, right? All right, I'm pulling up our calendar right now. I was looking at reviews, and we did not get a new one, so that oh, was oh, we did get a new Patreon oh, we, subscriber. But oh go ahead, shit! Go ahead. Okay, so Tuesday, my morning jacket. Um, let's see. Then we have, oh, no, that's not a show. Ethan Miller, oh, we're going to have uh, a show Yeah, again. we got Howlin' Rain Woo! coming on the show. Okay, I'm looking, I'm still looking. So then. We, the, all, we have Tanarowin on the 23rd of okay, October. Okay, so before that, before Tanarowin, we've got, so Tuesday night is my morning jacket. I don't have then anything we, else. Then we have a week off. Then that, the 16th, we go to San Francisco to see Fish. Then the 19th and 20th, we have tickets for fish in Eugene. Oh, see, none of these. Yeah, that's not on the calendar. Okay. Um, And then, uh, shit, there's something after that between Vegas. Really? And F- I think so. Tenarowin is on Oh, the yeah, 23rd. okay, that's it. And then we're going to see Tenarowin, and then we're going to Vegas for Halloween to see fish. So if any of you out there are going to be at Fish Vegas, Fish Matthew Knight, um, or San Francisco, please let us know. And, and let's, it's my let, birthday month. Yeah, and it's Mel's birthday month. So let's hook up and boogie together at a fish show or Tanarowin or My Morning Jacket. Let us know. You know, you can you can uh, DM me on Instagram at No Simple Road. You can shoot us an email at info at nosimpleroad.com. You can call the tepid line at 971-808-1524 and say, hey, I'm going to be at Blah 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 show, and then we'll hook up together. Hey, they're up-and-comers, those Blah Blah Blah. Blah Blah I know, that'd be a great name for a band. Um, Yeah, I mean, we just kind of did the business a little kinda bit. Kind of did it? Yeah. Make what about sure that new Patreon subscriber? Uh, you got to look in the email. I can't remember the name. Uh, okay. But if you are a listener of No Simple Road and... You weekly consume the consumables that we pump out to you. It would be really cool if you would think about signing up on Patreon and becoming a Patreon subscriber like, like Scott. Mm, I will say Scott M. Yeah. Thank you. Scott M. Mm. Scott M. Scott M. Mm. Speak Thank your you name. Thank you so much. Scott <laughs> signed up for five bucks a month. You too can sign up on Patreon yes, for as little as a dollar a month. Yeah. One, One cute buck. little be dollar. Be like Scott. Do five. Be like yourself. Do 20. Be like whatever. If And if you're the person that like, I don't know, you, you had a rich uncle 
<laughs> and that rich uncle passed away and he left you a big gob of money and it's just burning a hole in your pocket. No Simple Road is looking for investors right now. <laughs> I, Mel's laughing. I'm dead He's fucking dead serious. serious. <laughs> She's laughing. I am not joking. I'm laughing because Aaron is always so good at asking for money. Like, He's great at it. Well, and I've always had a problem. Even if I need it, I'm like, act like I don't. And he's just like, has I'm, money in yes. his pocket. And he's still like, yeah, I'm, I, I've I, known I, Aaron I since it. 12. He's always been the best money asker. He's I've great known. at yeah. asking. So or, check it out. Um, how to come up with it. Like, dude, I got, I got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> do you know Aaron who my father have, was? He yes, I do. Okay. Days. Listen, but he's, he is true. You know what? We're getting serious. We've been serious for quite some time. And, unfortunately it takes money or resources. If you've got some dope ass resources that you want to send our way, freaking do it. Why not? Here's the, here's the idea. All right. If you are one of those angel investors out there and you are looking for something that has heart and, uh, something that is going to do some good in the world. I do believe that no simple road can be that platform. I'm not being silly or funny and we have really big ideas much bigger than our current bank accounts allow and, and much bigger than what we're doing right now right too. and those ideas take money and they will spread love and connection and kindness and fun and leave a legacy and you can be a part of that a musical so, legacy that's all and i mean i i, I say all that Talking about Patreon, patreon.com forward slash no simple road is for the rest of us that don't have a rich uncle that died, but you do listen to no simple road every week. And you're like, I wish I could help those guys out. Well, you buck can. a month is fucking dope. So, and it does help us out. Yeah. And if you're that investor info at no simple road.com, hit me up. Let's, let's have a meeting. I'd love to talk. Uh, yeah. And you can go to www.nosimpleroad.com and you can sign up for the newsletter you can see our calendar of events if you like spaced out while I was going through what our month looks like. Um, you can also get all the back episodes there and the No Simple Road merch is there as well. What else? What am I missing? The tepid line earlier. That's it. So that's all the stuff, the business things. And we're going to get you to rainbow full of sound here in just a second. But I just want all of you to remember something. All right. You ready to listen? Put your ears on. Every show that you go to is a gift. Every single one. You are so lucky to be standing in that venue listening to those musicians play. Those musicians that you're seeing are giving their all so that you can be entertained, so that you can have connection, and, that's, and so you can feel joy. So when you're at shows, take a moment and be grateful. And remember, it's the best show you are at. It, no matter what. Doesn't matter if it's jammy, if it, if it's not as good as the one last summer. Cause there it is wasn't. the best show of the moment. Mm -hmm. It's like when my dad says to me, you're my favorite son. I'm like, I'm your only son. And he's like, yep. <laughs> yep. So that is your only show in the moment. And it's awesome. So That 95-minute happy birthday rocked. That's right. Or when those guys played trash can lids for three and a half hours. Or that passed four out on hour, the four-hour farmhouse that Fish is going to do. <laughs> Somebody's head just exploded. Yeah. So, look, I'm serious, though. Gratitude. It's all about gratitude right now, y'all. 
They don't have to be Just out there right doing now. this thing. <laughs> they do not have to be out there doing no, it. They don't have to be risking anything to do that. And we are very fortunate that there's anybody out playing and we're fortunate that we can be together and every moment counts. So go out there and have gratitude in your heart and watch what happens when your experience is elevated because of it. All right. And so with that being said, we are going to shut up and we're going to get you to rainbow flow sound. You ready? Maynard. Ready? Think, yeah. All right. Without further ado, <laughs> the No Simple Road Crew gives you Rainbow Full of Sound. Thank you. 
I'm Aaron. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Good to meet you, Aaron. Good to meet you too, Wayner. Uh, my name's Mel. Thanks, Wayner, for being with us. Hi, Mel. How are you? I'm doing good. And then I am Apple. Thanks for spending Sunday evening with us. How's it going? It's good to meet you all. And this is cool. Yeah. yeah. It looks good. Looks good from here. Oh, thanks, um, man. So, so Wayner, sorry, sorry about the delay, the technology, you know. We understand. Believe me. <laughs> we completely understand. I sometimes spent, it's on our end. <laughs> yeah. I spent my morning dealing with a computer that doesn't want to work. So believe me, I get it. A hundred percent. It's no problem. Um, yeah, man. Welcome. Why don't you do us a favor and do everybody out there a favor and introduce yourself to them and let them know who you are and what you do. Sure. My name is Waynard Scheller. My group is Rainbow Full of Sound, and we're from the East Coast, New Jersey, New York area. And we're retracing the Europe 72 tour, all 21 shows, one show at a time. And we're doing a 10-state tour that launches uh, Tuesday in New Jersey. And the 10 states are all the way down the East Coast from uh, Vermont to Florida. Wow. wow. So just something small. You wanted to just do something light. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, after the break, we figured we'd start out, you know, small. <laughs> so easy. Waynard. Okay. I mean, as a deadhead, I completely understand why the Europe 72 tour. But for those that don't understand what that means, can you explain why you would pick that? Um, I mean, for me, because when I was a teenager and I first discovered the Grateful Dead, you know, that was the live album that I heard. And it was one of the albums that caught my attention. It's always been my favorite album since the beginning, you know, my favorite live album. Right. Um, it's just a unique era. And, you know, having I'm a keyboard player. So having Pigpen on Hammond organ and Keith on piano was really a, a unique mix you know for me as a keyboard player but the songs there's like 50 some songs in the tour and every song is just incredible you know and then mm -hmm. there's the energy from the 72 era so it's a lot of different elements combined you know for me yeah it, it, it to me like the dead are such a unique animal there's only a couple of other bands that i can think of that i mean first of all even have the longevity that the dead have but that have eras you, you know what i'm saying because you you know you say the the 72 era and besides um you know like what you just said about pig pen and keith what do you think um defines that that era beyond that for the dead beyond beyond that it was a, a point when their sound started to change from you know the early sound and as they entered the 70s, they, you know, added Keith to the mix on piano and Don Gene too. But their sound really evolved from starting, I think, right around this point. And throughout the 70s, it continued to evolve in that, you know, direction. And then obviously when Brent joined, it changed again, mm -hmm. you know. But the, uh, yeah, the 70s era, I kind of hear it as a similar era because I think mostly probably because of Keith on piano. and that, the effect that that had on the sound, but also, you know, Bobby's guitar playing and Jerry's, you know, growth as a, a guitarist throughout the seventies, a couple of different things. Um, I mean, the 72 year having Pigpen was 
a unique a year because of that. Mm-hmm. And then you have the 70s, the decade, you right. know, which is a another kind of conversation. It's, it's, but there's a lot of variables, you know? Yeah, yes. it, it's crazy. Like, we can drive in the car and put on, like, the Grateful Dead serious channel. And I can pretty much get within a couple of years just by listening to a song. What it is. Yeah. Yeah, And I don't really know another band that's like that. Like a fish, maybe a little bit. I'm not as, as good. Yeah. And only a little bit that that's different. Yeah. There's nothing like the dead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. What you're saying, you know, they're, they're one of a kind. It's, it's a, it's an entire world (laughs) of its own, you know, and taking on, taking on the, um, that's a huge task, man, to pick those shows and then not just play them, but take them on the road and do that. I mean, that's, that's huge, man. That's, I wish you were coming yeah. to the West coast. Well, we hope to next year. It's the 50th anniversary next year of Europe 72. So oh, I'm, wow. I'm thinking about the West coast now, Yes, you know, and um, <laughs> we, we've been gearing up like this tour took months to, to plan it and build it and we're gearing up really for the 50th anniversary tour and we started in like 2019 it's a network a a revolving cast of over 20 musicians and then there's a team that that i work with to to help organize it you know do all that but we started in 2019 and we launched our first tour in february of 2020 we got halfway through the tour and COVID shut us down. Oh, so wow. we're, we're relaunching now is what we're doing. We're like 18 months behind now, but it's okay. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I'm excited to get back out there uh, on Tuesday and, and do it again. Were you able, were, were you able to play any of the shows? Not many, not many at all. We did like a couple of benefit shows. We called them like COVID relief shows just mm-hmm. to give people music because everyone was locked down. Yeah. And then we got to play a couple times and the people really enjoyed it, you know, and appreciated it. It was great. Um, but no, I really haven't. I'm used to doing like 150 to 200 shows a year. Wow. And I've hardly been able to do anything since 2000, early 2020. But like I said, that's okay. We're here now and we're moving yes. forward, you know? I, yeah. I love that attitude, man. That, that says a lot. <laughs> Just that yeah. statement. Like it's been a wild ride and yeah, you know, For, it's, it's, <laughs> what did you do with your time? Um, I, I tried to, to stay productive, you know, um, rehearsing, um, doing like writing and, different um production aspects um just tried to stay productive throughout it you know but um it was like a waiting game just waiting for the opportunity to step back out and there's some risk involved and i kind of feel i have a feeling it's gonna it's all gonna work out but it's like one of those things you all know and like you just don't know at Mm-mm. this point. <laughs> Sometimes right. it's yeah, like, we you know, know we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you said, yeah. you know, we don't know. We're not going to know because <laughs> yeah. nobody does yeah. know. <laughs> but it's you know, we've been to a few concerts, you know, a since few. this, and I'll tell you what, it's worth it. It it's worth whatever you need to do the the risk, the safety precautions, the whatever you need to do because 
when you leave a concert full and, you know, just high on what was done, um, it reminds you of why you love live music and, and what, like for yourself, what made you excited about them listening to these songs and being able to dance and share with the people around you. It's a, it's medicine. It is. It's definitely healing. And, um, you know, um, people need it. And that's one thing that I realized recently, uh, how important music really is and why I do what I do because, um, this past, you know, year, you see how people are needing the music and how much it helps them. And you realize how important music is. And I think it's actually more important today than it ever was before. I mean, yes. in my mind, or my world oh, no. anyway, you know, was there um, something that made you feel like that or just like everything that's been going on in general? You know what I mean? Was there like a one point where yeah. you're like, wow, or was it just kind of everything? No, there was um, a couple things. What it is really is the, the times I did get to perform. It was the um, kind of like the feedback that I received because I kind of get all the messages and I, I lead, you know, so everyone shares, you know, the fans share their thoughts with me. So when people started to say, we're so, you know, grateful, I, uh, we're so appreciative. We, we appreciate what you're doing so much because we need music. Mm. And I realized, oh my God, this is like, this, it's serious. You yeah. know, it's like they, they really needed it. And um, it really helped people and, and helped them to heal and move forward, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. We do know it, you know, it's funny, man. Like we, we just do, we do a podcast and we're not playing music, but I'm kind of in the same position as you. I, I get those same emails, you know, I get, I'm the one that does our social media and all that. And we get the same feedback that hearing these conversations has gotten people through the tough time that they just went through or kept them connected to the music that they love so much. And it's, you're right. Like shit got serious. Not just the, the, um, situation in the world that we live in. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like what we do that we're passionate about. It not only is passionate that we're putting out into the world, but now the thing is like, it got real. Yeah. Um, the people, you know, that come to hear the music that we all love, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's a unique audience because there are people that they go to a lot of concerts and they go to see a lot of live music and music is a big part of their life. When you compare that to some other groups and, you know, some other fan bases, it's a little bit different because I think deadheads are a unique group you know yeah we want to hang um, out and yeah. hug and everything <laughs> yeah you know and um so some of the other groups that aren't uh, back out yet you know performing and then you have dead and company i i did get to see one show on this last tour and uh it was it's just a whole nother world you know and you can't really compare it to anything no. it's like trying to compare apples to oranges true the Grateful Dead are an apple and everybody else, they're all oranges. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. How was your show? The Dead and Company It was show. awesome. Yeah. I, I got to see the Bethel show, you know, at Woodstock at the original site. Oh, wow. And, um, and I was so happy that that was the one I ended up. It was like by default. But on the second set, they came out and Bobby said, uh, we're going to, you know, we tried this like 50 some years ago. And we kind of messed it up. So we're going to try <laughs> to get it right this time. Uh -huh. And they recreated the Woodstock set. And I was like, oh, my God. 
oh, I can't wow. believe I'm here. What? You know, and I'm catching this historical moment. And it was amazing. They, they were really, really awesome. They wow. were great. Think about the synchronicity of that too. Like you're this musician that is recreating, you know, classic Grateful Dead iconic shows and you go see Dead and & Company and they recreate a classic, iconic Grateful Dead <laughs> show for you. That's yeah. the only show that you thought, go that, to. <laughs> that thought did cross my mind at the moment when I, I was standing there. I'm like, wow, this is really ironic or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's cool. That kind of stuff is part of the reason that I sold my shit and got a school bus because of that <laughs> kind of stuff. Like, there's so much magic steeped in the community and around it and around the music. And it's like you said, there's, there's other stuff out there, but there's nothing quite like the grateful dead. And that thing, I don't, I still don't even at 30, whatever years later, I don't even know what that is, man. You know, all these yeah, years gone by, it just doesn't, I still don't know. It's hard to put it into words, really. I was just having that conversation last night um, with a friend, and I was saying, you know, like they say, if I have to explain it to you, wouldn't understand. It really is hard to explain, but um, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, the synchronicities and all the magic and the chemistry. You know, there's a lot of, you know, uh, it might even be spiritual type stuff. I don't know how to even put it into words. You know? I know it has been for but, me. But there's definitely um, other realms, and and Involved. when you combine the mu the music and the art and the community and all these different things together, and you come up with, you know, this this Grateful Dead world, you know, it's really amazing. And people are like, "Why do you like that stuff?" I, I don't know. I, I really can't explain it. It's something that it's just hard to put into words. You have to experience it to really understand it. It's like, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Cause we always ask too, what, like, how old were you when you started playing piano and keyboard and what, how did the, the dad grab you? Yeah, I was, uh, I was about 10 when I started to get into music and then, uh, about 12, I was playing guitar and a little bit of piano. And then by the time I was like 14, I started really in, into piano. And then, uh, that's right around the time I, heard the Grateful Dead for the first time, 13 or 14 years old. I was listening to like Neil Young and different classic rock bands. And then as soon as I started to listen to the dead, that was it. It was over. I was all in, you know, yeah. and by the time I was wow. like 15, I, I formed a Grateful Dead tribute. Really? I was 15. Wow. Yeah. And we were out there play, playing in bars and I was like 15 and 16. And I was like fronting the band and I couldn't even drive to the gig. I had to get a ride. Oh my God. <laughs> So I was anxious to get out of high school and I got out of high school and just started following the dead and performing with the band. And uh, then it just, you know, went on and I've been doing it, you know, a couple decades now. Wow. <laughs> so, um, you make it sound easy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, a, it's, you just wrapped it up quickly, but 15, I mean, I so you've been doing this 12. basically your whole life. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much my whole life. There were a few years in between here and there where I, you know, had different jobs to you know make money and stuff. But music was always my primary. And for probably 25, maybe close to 30 years, it's been my full-time occupation. Wow. Congratulations. My only job. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, to be able to say that's your only job, we hear that a lot from you. It's like, it's like, I got a day job too, trying to make this work. You're doing it. And I got a follow-up question yeah. too, because everybody remembers. What was your first Grateful Dead show? It was uh, the Spectrum in Philadelphia. Mm. Uh, Keith and Donna played. And then the second time I saw the Dead, it was Brent. So I was really fortunate to be able to see Keith and Donna once. Yeah. Wow. wow. I, I've got to ask, how old are you? Because you look my age. <laughs> I'm 58. Okay, you're you're wow. eight, you're eight years older than me. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, Keith and Donna at the very... So you, you had got... When you started the band, your first tribute band at 15 you had seen the dead no it was right around that time i did get to see them i guess i was 16 the first time i saw them that was i think um it was 78 or maybe the first january february 79 the first time i saw them so i think i just turned 16 i'm trying to do the math but um i remember uh, jerry had bronchitis or something and the show was canceled and then they rescheduled it and that that would have been my first show that got canceled. And then I, I did go, go to the rescheduled show. But I remember I was going to go to like um, one of the concerts in like 77. It might have been English Town. <laughs> and my parents were like, no, you can't go. And I didn't go. Oh, I should have I should have snuck out the window like kids do. Right. Yeah, yes. but I, I didn't I didn't do it. And then I finally got to see them at the spectrum. And then I ended up seeing them like couple hundred times wow um, i was lucky to see jerry like a couple hundred times it's really awesome yeah, yeah i got to see him quite a bit too man and and uh there was i mean you know i don't need to tell you there it was something completely different than any other experience of live music that i've ever ever had he he there was something about them together and him singularly that I don't know I've ever felt that presence like that and that being swept up like that in that way ever again since he's gone, you know? And for for me, I don't know if you're like this, but I have like my memory of my first show. I know what song did it for me. Like I can remember when like the getting turned on, moment happened it was during feel like a stranger for me when I like woke up and was like oh shit this is a lot bigger than I thought it was do you have a a song that you have a memory of like going back like that too oh man I haven't thought about it that way but I'm sure there's a lot of them some of the you know some of the time periods I don't remember unfortunately (laughs) they they say if you remember it you weren't there but um (laughs) no um (laughs) then it means I was Um, there (laughs) (laughs) but I do have a lot of great memories obviously and so many experiences and one memory I just you know, recalled was the community and that's one thing that I did sense at the Bethel show Mm -hmm. last month was the community, even though it was a different lineup, a different group, there was Bobby, Billy and Mickey, you know, and then the others, but um, the community, like the energy, you know, in the, in the audience and out, out there where we were all hanging out, it brought me right back to all the times that I saw the dead, the actual grateful dead, you know, that same vibe is still there, Mm -hmm. you know, not 
having anything to do with the music at all, just the vibe out there in the audience. And you walk around and everybody's happy, everybody's smiling. It's just really positive energy. You know, that that's the thing that, you know, one of the things I enjoyed the most about, you know, following the Grateful Dead was that energy at, you know, out in the audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no. Just I, you're in, you're in your happy place. I mean, it might be a corny saying, but that, it applies, you know. It 100% oh, yeah. applies. <laughs> you know, it, I, there's a couple of times when we saw Dead and Company uh in Eugene at Autzen Stadium. That feeling in that stadium was the same feeling I had in 90, you know, at Shoreline or whatever like that. I don't I'm not even going to try, but that feeling was the same. Um, also, an, another time that I felt that thing like that was at Skull and Roses yes. Festival. Oh, yeah. Like that festival was the Grateful Dead family. There, there was no like, you know, got tickets from their friend, weren't sure who the band was, heard the Grateful Dead once on the radio kind of person at that show. This was like our family at this festival. And that brought me back to you know the lot back in the day and 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 those shows it and that's where we met dennis too yeah actually <laughs> that's true have you been that's to cool. skull and roses no but i it's been on my mind and it's funny that you mentioned it because um i think um the the uh person who kind of handles it is here in new york and uh i uh, he booked us on a show on our last tour that got canceled and we had talked about it a little bit and I was just looking at it this week and thinking, you know, that would fit perfect if we went out, you know, to the West coast and did a run out there next year. Oh my God. That'd we could be get awesome. on that. Um, you know, it would be great to include that in our, you know, yeah, you West would, you would run. love it. You would feel like Aaron was talking about. It was, it was the same thing. Well, the same thing as in their show it was kids to 90 year olds. And it was just so heavy on Ventura, right down on the, the beach is right there. It's such a beautiful California setting. And like he said, everybody that was there was 100% there for that event. And it was amazing. What was it, three days? Yeah, I think. I, three, I don't remember. Three day, three, <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. But it was a, a two, three days. And we still have some friends that aren't quite. It's like, how can you go see? all these different bands, like 30 something different bands playing the same music day after day. And it's like, you just don't get it. You should go. <laughs> then you would get it. Yeah. I actually put a call in the other day and uh, maybe I'll hear back, you know, I hope it's so. funny that you brought it up. Cause yeah, yeah uh, I, I uh, heard it's a great one. So, and it, uh, it's a, uh, like I said, it's one of those times there's a few that, that that magic is fully present and alive. And I don't know. I love to overanalyze shit. So like, I wonder if that's me or if it's the crowd or my attitude that day or, or what, but it's, uh, it, it could be a little of both, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, um, I just love California. I can't wait to come back every time I come out to visit and spend time there. I, you know, enjoy it. And uh, I got to see the dead a couple times out there in the uh, late seventies and the early eighties, the New Year's shows, and got to perform a couple times out there. I went out in 2015 to do a charity event at the Hard Rock in San Francisco oh, cool. uh, for the Jerry Garcia Foundation, and 
Bob Weir was our special guest and he joined us for a set. And it was awesome. That um, that leads me to right away from watching that video. How was that? <laughs> Were you freaking out? I mean, wow. Yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. You know, after, um, you know, being a fan for all those years and then finally meeting him um, twice within a two year period, I worked with him twice and he was great. And uh, it was just, I, I never imagined that that would happen. And then it just did. And I was like, okay, this is good. You know? But yeah, it was one of the highlights of my career, obviously. Yeah, can <laughs> so imagine. That kind of says it all. Um, I ended up also working with Hot Tuna in 2017 in California and uh, up in the wine country doing another charity event with the Jerry Garcia Foundation. And uh, Donna Jean also, I, I uh, performed with her um, in on the East Coast here, a show, and also recorded in the studio with her. She actually tracked vocals on a couple of songs i wrote and she was awesome she's you amazing know, she's, she's an amazing person mm-hmm. wow. um, we had so the good had, fortune of know, talking to her yeah she's she's incredible yeah um i i was always a fan of donna jeans ever since she you know like the first show i saw she was singing you know and ever since then i've been a fan of her, her, um, her story's crazy but, like it, she just decided she was going to be in the grateful dead and did it like okay, kind of sounds like, kind of sounds like you. You just kind of like went for it, and here you are performing with Bobby, Donna, like Jay Lane playing I with mean, John Kay. Yeah, like it's sound, and, yeah, and it's just very easy for you. And and one of the things that you guys were talking about was like the magic and the synchronicity, and it it just seems like it's a part of you, and it has been since it it you know set its hooks on you. Yeah. It- it seemed that way when I was younger, I one day made a decision and I think I was listening to this audio book and it was at that moment I realized, oh, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And oh, wow. this is who I am and this is what I do. And I guess that's a good thing to know that, right? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah absolutely. Well, it gives you direction and purpose, you know? Yeah. Do um, you remember what audio book it was? It was uh, actually Marianne Williamson, A Return to Love. See, okay, so yeah, yours isn't yeah, a song, yeah. it's an audio book. Okay, you got the moment. Though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a cool book, but she said something in the book and it just struck me and at that moment it was like clarity, you know, crystal mm-hmm. clear. <laughs> You're lucky, man. I think all the not all. A good portion of the drama in folks' lives, I know mine was due to the fact of not knowing what the hell I wanted to do with myself and doing shit that I shouldn't have been doing, um, you know, trying to figure it out. And I mean, that's part of that is the benefit of, of youth and being young that you have time to figure it out. But if it takes you till you're 48 or 47, like me to -hmm. figure out what you're supposed to be when you grow up, it's tough, man, you know, and, and figuring it out when you're younger, I think gives you a, a leg up in a lot of ways because you have more time to to do that to thing. marinate in that thing you know what i'm saying yeah um with musicians it's like you were saying before about people keeping their day job and all that like the song you know yeah keep your day job till your night job pays mm-hmm. but the funny thing with me when i was five i pretty much knew what i wanted to do what? but it wasn't until <laughs> yeah I, I can remember at five years old i was like i knew but it wasn't until later in life that I could really do it. You know, I had to kind of 
sustain until I could take that leap into it professionally and full time. And you can't do that at a young age because you have to kind of pay your dues and, and grow and, and work hard to get to the point where you're ready to step out there. You know, and mm-hmm. it's a, yeah. It's a hard job to do, but I wouldn't want any other job in the world. You know, was well, I saying? Yeah, most, most five-year-olds don't have their shit together that well. But fine, be like, all right, I need a manager. You're gonna do this, mom, dad. You want refreshments? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Wow. No, my rider is a I, candy and diapers. Yeah, <laughs> Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> so Wayne, I, I, you have a unique perspective on things because you. You know, you said you've seen Jerry and the Dead a hundred times and or over a hundred times and you toured like I did. Um, like I said, my first show was in eighty nine, so you were, you know, a few years ahead of me. And there was something going on in the scene when I came into it that you have a perspective of I want to ask you a question about. So when I got on the bus and came into the scene, there was a lot of older heads that were very averse to us coming into the scene. Um, you know, we were seen as touch heads and, yeah. uh, and there was a lot of um, resistance from the community. And you had to like, you almost had to prove yourself in a lot of ways in the scene before you were accepted. And um, I, I don't have the benefit of seeing it from, before that and you do and i'm curious if you saw that happen and and what your take is on it hmm i didn't really see it i didn't realize that it was happening you know hmm. um i mean I, i'm familiar with the term touch of grayers i guess it is right, right. yeah um, um but yeah i didn't um i wasn't aware that that that's good way, so clearly it wasn't happening where you were too busy enjoying it to pay attention yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, um, I don't know. Um, I, maybe I was in my own world at that point and I didn't, yeah. <laughs> that might be good. Catch yeah. that, you know, <laughs> it was tough, man. Like but, when, when we got our bus and got on the road, there was a, a period of time where, um, like we caught a lot of shit from the older heads that were on tour already before us. of like, what the hell are you doing here? Kind of thing. And like, um, you know, don't be, don't be bringing trash to the lot. And like just a lot of different stuff that happened. And, uh, no man, if you didn't see it happen, then you weren't part of it. And that's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's great. I kind of, I, I mean, one thing I always say is I'm really amazed and happy to see the wide range of, uh, the age group is like from teenagers to 80 year olds. It's amazing how wide that range is, you know, the, the age difference between the younger fans. And I always, you know, appreciate when younger people discover this music, even though they can't see the Grateful Dead now, that there's still like so many people, it just keeps growing and growing. It's getting bigger stopped, and bigger yeah. and it's, it's not fading away. It's, it's just continuing to grow. It's amazing. Yeah. I think that's a great thing. You oh, know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Some of the music, yeah. Yeah. It's Some of the sp- music that's come out and it's like electronic and canned, which I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying that it's not as like rootsy or earthy or, you know, mm-hmm. I like the, the, you know, the 
more traditional music. Um, electronic music is cool, but when you have the younger generation and they're you know, all into the technology and, and everything, and then all of a sudden you see them discovering great music like Grateful Dead in 60s and 70s, you know, all the great mm-hmm. rock bands. Like, it's just really cool to see. Yeah. That, that's my, my take on it. I don't know why anyone would discourage them. From, oh, absolutely. It's uh, it's music. Yeah. Anything that encourages music and love. And we're seeing that with the, you know, with Dead and Company coming back and John Mayer and all that. John Mayer fans that have become Grateful Dead fans. You know, it's amazing. And we're seeing a lot. I think of, it's great. We're, yeah. we're seeing a it's lot cool. of young group. Like we like all music, but we've we interview a lot of more kind of local bands and then also some cover tribute bands. And we're always amazed, like Dogs in a Pile. Oh, yeah. And Family Mystic, these band, these band, where they're, you know, they're in their late teens, early 20s. Mm-hmm. And they're killing it. They're playing the music. They're loving it. They I mean, they're fully on the bus. And it's just like, why? It's like, there is hope. There yeah. is hope. Yeah. The world's not finished. Uh, yeah, it's not all going to hell. It, There's the hope. Yeah, it's cool. You mentioned Dogs in a Pile, uh, Jimmy Law. I met him when he was nine and I was the one that worked with him and we co-wrote, you know, songs and I helped oh, him wow. uh, record his first album. I produced his first album, which was never released actually, but um, we're still tight. We, we grew up in the same town. Wow. Oh, that, that kid is that whole band. Those guys yeah, they're are great. really talented, man. Yeah. So I watched him from the time he was nine and 10, 11, 12. And when I was talking about oh, Donald wow. Jean, uh, Jimmy and I co-wrote the songs and I brought him down to Nashville area, Muscle Shoals and Don and Gene track vocals on those songs when oh, he was 11. Shit. Holy crap. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool story. I can't wait till someday when they're released. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were never released. So what's wow. the, what, what holds up something like that getting released? Oh, it's a long story. We, you got another hour. (laughs) I think we're going to run out of time, but, um, no, it's a cool story, but, um, yeah, it's great to see the young bands, you know, um, getting back to what we're, what I was saying, um, the things that some people say, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, everyone should really like Mickey Hart says, just be kind, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, And sometimes it's not always that way and that's okay. But I try not to let it get me down. You know, people yeah. say all kinds of things, but that's the world, I yeah. guess. Well, you here, know? here's the truth <laughs> of it, man, is that we are the community. Like you are the Grateful Dead community. So are we. So, you know, our attitude is a reflection of that thing for good or ill. And look, I know that my first show is one of the most impactful things that happened in my entire life. And I, I wish everybody could have that experience. Why? I I wouldn't want that shut out for anybody. I, I think the world would be a much more loving, compassionate, happy, fun place. If everybody could have that trip that I had or one like it. And for me to gatekeep that is just silly. And like you said, yeah, it's beautiful that the music is still going. It really does never stop. It's going to continue because of people like Jimmy and these young bands. It's just going to keep going. Yeah. 
I, I think, you know, like Beethoven, you look back a couple hundred years, there's this guy, Beethoven. Yeah. I think in a couple <laughs> of hundred years, people are going to look back and there's going to be this guy, Jerry Garcia. You right. Know? Right. And he'll be, he'll be in that category. That's what I think. Oh yeah, definitely. That's yeah. I, and you know, think about this too, is like, what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. The magnitude of what the Grateful Dead did, I don't even think we've seen the fullness of it yet. I think it's still happening. It's still happening. Um, you know, when Fairly Well happened, there was a a rebirth of energy out there. It that Those shows caused something to happen. I know they did for the three of us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this, this, the reason we're talking to you today, this podcast is actually the seeds of that were planted back because of Fairly Well. And feeling cool. that, yeah, feeling yeah. that feeling again. Yep. Mm-hmm. And seeing it ripple out, I don't think we've seen what's going to happen yet. Wow. So you were at the show with the rainbow then? We, we were not, we, 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 Chicago. Chicago. we went to Chicago. Oh, you went to Chicago. Yeah, we we were cool. set for Chicago long before they ever even announced, you know, Santa Clara, but we were like, uh, we're already doing the East coast. I got so. tickets. To, I got tickets to both shows and I uh-huh. ended up selling my Santa Clara tickets. Cause it was like, man, that's, you know, we were living in Vegas at the time. So it's like, you know, we're going across the country and take it easy. Had that happened now, that wouldn't happen. But <laughs> we have been at all the shows. Yeah, every yeah. Show. But we yeah, had to raise yeah, a family and I, stuff, I, you know. <laughs> I I got to catch the last show the Sunday, July fifth, and I had a gig on Saturday night that ended at ten. And I got in my SUV and I drove from New Jersey to Chicago straight through all night and um got there, grabbed my ticket, went to the show. It, it was an amazing show. Oh yeah. The, the final show in Chicago. Everybody, I mean, everybody around me was in tears. It was bizarre. Oh, leaving that show, everybody's still <laughs> chanting, not fade away for for the entire walk through the park out into the city of Chicago that just traveled all night long. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. And like yeah. like Mickey said that night, he was like, that feeling that you have here, go out and do something good with it, you know? And yeah. I'm playing the truck horns. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I've seen it happen, man. I've seen the ripples of that thing go out and there's a rebirth going on and and moreover now that covid is you know we're we're starting to have live music again and there's shows i'm seeing the bands that are out playing playing for their lives man like <laughs> yeah yeah well it's funny that you said that cuz there's that little video clip of jerry right and uh did I lose you there? No, for a you're minute? good. You're good. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's the clip where he says um, he he need he felt like he needed to play for his life. Oh, Do you he know ate, about he that? He ate clip? the frosting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a it's a great reference. And when we played our final show in February, it was February twelfth, twenty twenty. We were playing Baltimore, and halfway through our 
our first tour. And we knew it was our last show because um, the the country was shutting down like the next day, you mm-hmm. know. So we went and did the show anyway. And we got on stage and we all said, you know, we feel like we're playing for our lives. So we we thought of Jerry and it was like we just chuckled because and and you just said that, you know, it's like this whole rebirth and the, the relaunch of everything. There's been so many great things that happened and the energy. Mm. It's great, you know, Mm -hmm. to see all the innovation and all the new ideas that all the people have created in the past 18 months. It's really amazing how you can make lemons, lemonade, you know, turn lemons into lemonade. It is, you know, it's Uh, really, it's great to see that. Yeah. Waynard, you're super grounding and very (laughs) optimistic. Thanks for your perspective. Cause it really has, I just feel like your energy shifts the conversation into like this um, really calm and like I said, grounded uh, place. So thanks for your input and, and your vibes. It, they're great. And I can't wait yes. to see Rainbow Full of Sound on the East or on cool. the West Coast. Yeah. Or the East Coast. Yeah. Or the yeah. East Coast. Yeah. If you we end up going know. to the East we Coast. We want to get out there. <laughs> come on out. Come on. Come on down to Florida and, and join us in Key West or Miami. Oh, my gosh. oh wow. That's, that would be <laughs> wow. something else, man. Is, is that your last show? No, it's November. We're doing a 10 night run. It's 10 shows in 11 days and it's um Virginia to Key West. Okay. Um, there's, you know, 10 shows, but that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that because, you know, there's, uh, I mean, obviously Key West is a beautiful place, but Miami Beach, we do the Miami Beach by Botanical Garden. Oh, and wow. we do a, a concert in the garden. It's in the middle of this beautiful, you know, botanical garden. And the director is a deadhead and um, it's a really oh, yeah. cool place and wow. just amazing. So I love that That's the director's a deadhead. Invitation. He's like, he's like, yeah, we need to get, we need to get some music up in the botanical garden here. I'm a deadhead. Yeah, I walked into the office to talk with her the first time. I look around. And I'm like, oh my god, look at this. There's like Grateful Dead posters and pictures, signed pictures all over the walls. So I'm like, wow, this is cool. This is going to be a good awesome. meeting. Yeah. Yeah. See, there, there's another thing right there too that's unique with the Grateful Dead. Like so many fans over the over the years. I mean, we all now at our age. You're 58. I'm 52. Aaron's almost 50. So many professionals and different things that were you know that started back in the late sixties, early seventies that have carried it their entire lives and adorned themselves and their walls and their lives with it and run botanical yeah. gardens and banks and all kinds <laughs> yeah. of shit. It is cool. Yeah. We, we are everywhere. Yeah, we, we were yeah. all young teenagers at one time and then every, well, well, not everyone, but a lot of us, you know, grew up and matured and, you know, now people have jobs like, like you said, like, uh, lawyers or doctors or it doesn't matter anybody you know mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are there's deadheads everywhere it's really amazing everywhere oh, yeah. you go. it's cool and it is, yeah, it's it is. cool to like i just remember how excited i was i was 18 when i got when i went to my first show and i remember like driving around and seeing dead stickers on people's cars after that and being so excited to see another deadhead out on the road and I'd be like Mm -hmm. hurrying to catch up to wave to him, you know? And like, (laughs) I still feel like that today. That feeling never (laughs) went away. Like that's my brothers and sisters, man. And like, if I meet another deadhead, I know more about them 
than I would about a stranger that I'm just meeting for the first time. Like we have shared experience that we don't even need to talk about. Like you see the steal your face or the Bertha and you're like, Oh, you know, and that's it. And you don't have to yeah. like d- dissect it or uh, just it know. Is. It's like flashing your badge. You yeah. just need that sticker <laughs> or a little tie dye or something like, yep. Yep. He gets it. It's the, it really is the coolest thing. And we all, so we all have like, our favorite era. A, a, a lot of deadheads are like that. Like we talked about at the beginning of the episode. I love the, uh, the era when I came into the dead, like 88 to 92. I love that. Like the sound in there and just how they were on. When I jumped on the bus, that first show, like that was Jerry was clean. Things were cooking their sound was tight. Brent was locked in with them. Like it was, it was good shit, man. Um, is are the seventies your favorite, or you do you dig it all? No, I have a couple of favorites, but the the Europe seventy two album, I, and because it's a live album, and the way they recorded it, you know, the record company said we're going to send a multi track recording with you in nineteen seventy two recording setup and then they multi-tracked it so they did the you know remix and it's just a unique album it could be the most unique live album ever in history and that's one of the reasons why i think it jumps out at me because the performances were off the charts but they captured it on multi-track in 72 that was unheard of you know nobody did that ever you know um but my other favorite era is the Brent era, you know, like you said, when he got going, he was on fire, man, and a really, really powerful performer and incredibly talented keyboard player and vocalist. His energy and the way that him and Jerry really connected, you know, like Keith and Jerry connected. Yeah. I don't know. I think Brent was my favorite era, but I do favor, you know, the couple of the albums from the seventies, Europe 72 Terrapin station, even, you know, you know, the uh, Blues Prowler. Um, there's a couple that just jump out at me, but they're all great. Yeah, they're all I do awesome. Have, I do have favorites, but my all-time favorite era is the Brent era. I, I 100%. Yeah, because of Brent, you know, being a keyboard player, that yeah, that guy was, well, every time uh, he he was sang, like every time he sang from another world. Yeah, His voice, too. Every time he sings, every time I hear a Brent song, it just brings tears of sadness or joy just immediately hearing that voice he used something else yeah he had that contemporary sound and um he was just really gifted you know exceptional um sad and yeah it's weird that he said that he never felt he never felt like he was a part of the band and and my god man what (laughs) what what are you talking about like the stuff that i saw with him was you can't do that if you're not part of the band. And that just goes to show like we are our own worst critics a hundred percent of the time, man. And you just never know mm-hmm. like that. I don't remember the date of the show, but everybody's seen it. That's into the dead, the bl- blow away when he's doing the rap. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come yeah on. It's good. Come on, man. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> there's it, nothing like it could have had, it could have had something to do with, because they were together from the beginning and yeah. he was always going to be the new guy on the block, you know, new right. kid in town or whatever, you know, that's probably what all it was, which yeah. you can't really change that. It's like mm-hmm. your old friend from when you were a teenager, you had a couple of friends, right? Mm-hmm. 
you can never have another <sighs> group of old friends like that ever. Yeah. It only happens once, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so true. And that's it. That's yeah. it. You're true. You know? Yep. 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 You start doing those compare. It was no uh, playground uh, <laughs> 1983. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wayne, um, the tour starts on the first, right? It's actually September 28th, uh, oh. the day after tomorrow. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. Well, well, we'll get the episode out right away, man. Um, cool. Yeah. Is there any info that you want to give people out there that, like, where they can go to find out where you're playing and get tickets and all that? Sure. We have a website. It's rainbowfullofsound.com, and there's a tour page on there, a tour, you know, link with all the dates and the ticket links. And then we're on Facebook. and all of the information, like the events, the Facebook events are all on our Facebook page. It's rainbow full of sound. All right, man. So, well, yeah. I, I really, really hope that, um, you end up out at skull and roses in April. I think it's in April. Um, and that we get to see you on the West coast, man. And I appreciate you spending time with us, brother. It's yeah. super cool. So, so Thank happy you. for you getting back out there yeah, to play, man. dude. This is, you're going to get full of energy and love congratulations go out there and kill it <laughs> thanks a lot it, it's a great show you have here and uh thanks for having me on it was great meeting you all you too man right stay on, in Wayner. touch and if Thank there's anything so we can do let us know okay okay all right brother take care see you soon yep all right, all right. so cool man uh-huh. another cool brother out there doing his thing getting yeah. blessed by the grateful dead that is super fucking ambitious just like you know what he's okay this is what he said it's probably the most unique album ever and then he's yeah. gonna recreate it yeah, I'm just gonna in go 10 do that. days no problem well let's back up to i was five when i knew what i was gonna do i just had to wait i was started playing at 12 by the bars. time discovered the dead or started playing at 10 discovered the dead at 12 had a cover band by the age of 15 never even seen them yet saw them finally at 16 and then boom now he's doing this yeah, wow. played with right Bobby, played with Donna. For, I mean, and come this is, on. This is the guy helping Jimmy Law. Yeah, I'm glad I mentioned start. that. We would have never known that and mentioned that. He's like, oh, I like that you mentioned wow. them, Jimmy. Man, man, if you get the chance, if you're on the East Coast family, do it. Go see Rainbow Full of Sound. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, they're going <laughs> down the whole coast. I, I forgot to ask, like, does he have a favorite show in those shows? Look, because we are us all. He gave us a lot of favorites. We are right? a favorite bunch, though. Deadheads love to have fucking <laughs> favorites. Stats, yeah. It's a that's one a thing. through three. Uh-huh. My top. Four have you favorite. called any songs? How yeah. many times did you do it? This is my top Stop. nine favorite Brent <laughs> moments. It's true, though. Well, you could say my top ten times uh, playing in the band. Like you could pick your yeah. top. I, yeah, there's nothing like the Grateful Dead. Nope. It's, Good old Grateful Dead. Hey, if you're jonesing for shows, well, you guys on the East Coast, you know what? I'm not even going to say anything because you, you, you get got, a lot of stuff yeah, you out get, there. You're good. Just go see Rainbow Full of Sound. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, make this and one more it. of your shows. <laughs> and uh, Boogie down. Yeah. When you do go see them while you're there at the show, think about this. Think about that Wayne has a life and... He's got stuff to do, and he decided to put this together just so you could go out on a Friday or Saturday or Wednesday or whatever day it is and boogie. 
And how cool that if is. it's your favorite album, you really should go see it yeah. because yeah. somebody who's playing their favorite album and it's your favorite album, whoa. Mm-hmm. They're keeping that love alive. And if you're in Miami, you better go to the Botanical Gardens. I mean, come on, going and see Key West. Huh? Well, he's playing Miami he's playing and Key West. Oh, he's playing the, okay. Botanical, the Botanical Gardens in Miami, Miami and then somewhere else in Key West. Yeah, who doesn't want to see Grateful <laughs> Dead music in Botanical Gardens? <laughs> yeah, everybody's just, <laughs> even Darwin, <laughs> you should hear it. You guys should go. All right. Well, Darwin, they're going to go. Everybody he's out like, there. Darwin's like, what? <laughs> We're, uh. Dropped in on you midweek, and we got more coming your way Friday, and uh, we will be back later in the week with more stuff and things and another episode for you. That's right. So remember, safety third, take care of each other, smile at a stranger. Hydrate. And uh, listen what? to some good music. Yeah. That's, that's really the main message of No Simple Road, besides love each other. I want to. I want to add and throw. Watch some. I watched a lot of stand up comedy this weekend, and that's good. Okay, it makes you laugh. I watched the last Norm Macdonald special, and laughter is good. It, laughter is also medicine. Don't the they same say way that music that's is the best medicine? I mean, it. I love to have a good laugh so much. We like haven't you, watched anything funny in a long time. You and I. No, because I don't know. My sense of humor has changed, or. What I used to think is funny is not as funny to me anymore. Yeah, yeah I, I that's a, a hard time so that's too. that's yeah, there's the some only stuff reason. In the age we're in now that they're even like four years ago is like, ooh, you can't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so if anybody has any good recommendations, I would love it. But I usually just get turned off by this stupid. I mean, it's not funny to yeah. me. I'm with you, baby. All right, well, I'll tickle you later so you can laugh. That there that makes go. me laugh. Okay. Dumb jokes like dumb you and like apple dad jokes. jokes. Yeah, like dad those, jokes. Those do make me laugh a hell of a lot more than <laughs> a big setup from You're a comedian. A great audience for me and Apple. <laughs> she is. Yeah. All right, All right, everybody. We love you. We'll see you later and take care of each other. Peace. Bye.
I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.